You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today, we're excited to bring you an excerpt from Pastor Louis Giglio's new book, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. This excerpt focuses on renewing your mind with God's Word and gives you seven truths you can live by. Chapter 2, the 23rd Psalm, Remix. Our good friends Jay and Catherine Wolf met years ago as freshmen at Samford University and soon fell in love. He was heading for a career in law. She was literally crowned Miss Samford, smart, beautiful, and confident. In 2004, newly graduated, they married and vowed to love each other in sickness and health. They soon moved from Atlanta to Malibu, California, where Jay entered law school at Pepperdine University, and Catherine pursued a career in acting and modeling. For a couple of years, everything went smoothly. In 2007, they had their first child, a boy. All was going well. One afternoon, six months after Catherine had given birth, she felt dizzy and sick to her stomach. Her hands, arms, and legs went numb. She walked into the living room to turn down the TV. She wobbled once, twice, and then suddenly collapsed. Jay was home and called 911. Catherine was rushed to the hospital and diagnosed with a massive brainstem stroke. She wasn't expected to live. To save her life, more than half of her cerebellum was removed. The surgery took more than 16 hours. Catherine was 26. Miraculously, Catherine survived the sudden ordeal. Yet the story of their new normal was only beginning. For two months, Catherine lay unconscious. For 40 days, she stayed in intensive care. She had to relearn how to talk and eat. It took 18 months to walk again. Years of rehabilitation and recovery followed along with 10 more surgeries. Catherine's body would never fully heal from the stroke. Today, Catherine lives with long-term limitations. She's partially deaf and can't swallow normally or see well. Part of her face shows the effects of paralysis. Her speech is slurred. Mostly, she uses a wheelchair to get around. Yet Catherine and Jay exude a remarkable kind of faith. It's a faith deeply rooted in the confidence that there is purpose in pain. As a result, they're a huge force for the kingdom of God. Through their books and messages, they bring much hope to people suffering everywhere. Few of us have been through the depth of what Catherine and Jay have experienced, but all of us have experienced a life less than perfect. When it comes to not giving the enemy a seat at your table, we have to start by wrapping our minds around this difficult truth. Life is hard. Yet Jesus invites us to follow him anyway. And even though I will fail. On page after page in scripture, we find people in situations where life has closed in on them. It might seem logical for them to chuck their faith. We wouldn't be surprised if they turned away from God in the midst of difficulty or if they lean toward their favorite addiction in an attempt to feel better. Unfortunately, that's what too many people do when the going gets tough. 
See, when life turns hard for us, we're almost always tempted to welcome the enemy at our table. But when we realize that Jesus invites us to follow him, even though life is hard, we discover the foundational truth for winning the battle of our minds. This is the depth of faith we see throughout the Bible. Three Hebrew young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, worshipped God in an era when King Nebuchadnezzar had commanded everybody to worship only a huge gold statue of himself. The goal of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was to be obedient to God's call on their lives. When the music played, that is the signal for everybody to fall down and worship the golden statue, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego remained standing. Because of their righteous actions, they wound up being thrown into a raging fire. What was God thinking? Surely that made no sense. They didn't do anything wrong. Shouldn't they be rewarded for their righteous living? Wasn't God for them and not against them? The faith of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't deflate. Instead, their faith inflated. Even on the edge of a fiery furnace, they were able to say to the king, If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. We find this in Daniel 3, 17 and 18. Rescued out of their circumstances or left to go through the fire, either way, they would stay true to God. Or take a look at Paul and Silas. They found themselves in prison. Their crime? They set free a female slave from demonic oppression. They did the right thing. Even then, the citizens of the city of Philippi gathered in a furious mob and dragged Paul and Silas before the authorities. They were severely beaten and thrown in jail. Paul and Silas were trying to honor God. They'd been on a mission trip, and this is what they got? Nobody would have faulted them if they'd abandoned the faith or whined and complained or turned to some sort of addiction in an attempt to quell their pain. But no, it was midnight. Their feet were fastened in stocks. Their backs were bloody and raw. And Paul and Silas were praying and singing songs of praise. That's a faith that inflates during difficult times. I look at Paul and Silas and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and all the people throughout Scripture who encountered times of intense trouble yet went bigger with their faith. And I marvel. The prophet Habakkuk stated it clearly when he cried out, Even though the fig trees have no fruit and no grapes grow on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no grain, even though the sheep all die and the cattle stalls are empty, I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my Savior. The last two lines indicate huge faith. And did you notice the two phrases repeated three times in Habakkuk's prayer? Even though I will. 
Habakkuk basically said, even though there's no harvest, and even though crops fail, and even though the fields are desolate, and even though the stalls of provision are empty, I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my Savior. I've not lost my faith. In fact, my faith is even greater. I'm still going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm still going to worship God. I'm not going to get sidetracked by attitudes or actions that harm me. When I encounter hard times, my faith influence. Thanks again for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. If today was helpful for you, don't forget you can go and grab a copy of Pastor Louis Giglio's new book, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table, at passionresources.com.